Warning, you are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records. But I hadn't been forgotten, I'd do. I've been married a long time ago. Same <laughs> A girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> You're beautiful. Hello, welcome to Broken Records, the weekly search for the worst album ever made. This is episode number 26. It's all part of the Riot Act podcast network where every Friday you can go to Riot Act and listen to me, Stephen Hill. That's me. Hello. And him, Renfrey Deadman. Hello. Say hello, Renfrey. Go on. Uh, hello. Yeah, there, there, there he is. Yeah, uh, good. Yeah, good, good, good. Um, we discuss and debate what the very best in the world of uh, alternative music has to offer Um, that's not what this podcast is this is a kind of offshoot of that podcast Um, we used to do a segment called broken records on that podcast we've decided to turn it into its own podcast and uh, this is what you're listening to now we are searching for the worst album ever made in the history of music we have lots of different criteria as to where these albums come from or how they got picked or how they got put on that list could be because of the fans, could be because of the critics, could be because of the band themselves. Um, today, we are talking about Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, um, angelic to the core, angelic funkadelic, hyphen, also slash angelic rockadelic. His double album that uh, that came crashing into our lives back uh, on the 4th of September 2020 on episode 109 of Riot Act which is where this conversation you're about to hear first took place um I think madness I, I think I might have said this on the podcast itself but um this is an extraordinary piece of work but not for the reason not in the way that that word extraordinary is often used <laughs> yes, but it is extraordinary it is, isn't it it is certainly it is certainly something this record absolutely i mean it really runs the gamut of <laughs> there there is so there's so much to talk about i mean i kind of i'm kind of disappointed because we used to just do broken records and we do, we'd kind of dedicate you know half an hour of our weekly show to this record and i'm kind of annoyed that it came out at that point and whether we couldn't dedicate a whole but i think we'd be here for two hours if we if we dedicate a whole show to it i think we could be here for a long time so maybe it's yeah. in everyone's best interest that it did come out when it came out it would have been a long old show to say the least um because there is there is so much to talk about also sort of prompted prompted a little bit of a tiff between us over uh, your love of the lost boys i believe i believe that was this around this yeah. time wasn't it yeah yeah yeah. So yeah it was yeah 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 you can decide you had watched it at a, you, I believe you hadn't watched it at this point, and you know and you're here in the conversation. Watched it, and then so. later on, just yeah, and fuck you, <laughs> and, uh, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. Uh, anyway, listen. Uh, enough, d- d- enough skirting around the issue. Let's dive headfirst into Corey Feldman's mad head. This is us talking about angelic to the core. This is how we end the show by trying to find the worst album of all time. Uh, we have had a few weeks where this feature has been pretty fucking hellish. Yeah. We've been 
down to some pretty grim places recently. And although there is some grim shit surrounding this record, undoubtedly, which unfortunately, again, we're going to have to get into. um, We're going to talk about Corey Feldman, Angelic to the Core, which was released on the 22nd of June 2016. This is actually, yes, Corey Corey Feldman, the actor. The actor is, you probably know, it's his fifth album. How the fuck did we get here, Renfrey? How the fuck did we get to talking about the fifth album by Corey Feldman? Well, For I, those be- I you... believe they're all made by him. Yes. Uh, yeah. so, um, I think that's But how it was it's not happened. something I was aware that Corey Feldman had any kind of no. uh, career in music. I it mean... Corey Feldman, for those of you who aren't aware, was an 80s child prodigy who got his break in prodigy. a McDonald's advert. Prodigy? Yeah, he was a prodigy. Prodigy. Right. <laughs> okay, no. Same both. <laughs> okay. He went to... He got his break in a McDonald's advert as a young boy. He went to start during the 80s in the likes of The Goonies, The Lost Boys, Stand By Me, Gremlins, The Burbs. Basically, if you're a fan of 80s movies, you probably have watched a lot of films... Uh, and are very keen on a lot of films that feature the the talents of Corey Feldman, I would say. You have uh, been very furious with me, actually, in the past for not having seen The Lost Boys. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Been a couple of times because we did The Lost Boys soundtrack uh, for Trade Off. On Trade Off. And we also, well, well uh, did we cover... Uh, we covered it for something else as well for some reason lost boys definitely came up quite recently because we were doing this steve uh i found myself with this bear an hour and a half i have watched, watched lost, lost boys. boys yeah how good lost is lost boys i don't understand i want to go up to what? every single person who's ever recommended the lost boys to me and ask them what on earth they were talking about that is an objectively bad film steve no. It's an absolutely appalling film. Jason Patrick is woodener than a wooden stake. It's quite a good joke because it's a vampire film. Uh, Are you sure you watched the same film? The Lost Boys? The I Lost watched Boys. The Lost Boys with Kiefer, it's about vampires. Kiefer Jack Bauer Sutherland. Yeah, about vampires. It has not aged well, Steve. Oh, well, no. I mean, look, it's a, it's a camp. It's a kitsch, really 80s teen horror flick. I mean, I don't know why you thought you were watching like Back Darren Aronofsky's Pie or something. <laughs> like, what the? F- My favorite film. Um, <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. This is I not d- La Tricolor Bleu. <laughs> this is a lost. Stop naming all my favorite films. All right. Um, I, 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 I mean, look, I love Back to the Future. I think The Goonies is quite good. You know, I love. Uh, there was plenty of '80s films that I like. I'm not just. It's not just. French cinema. It's not just the Darden brothers that I'm into. Oh. Um, but I just, it's well. rubbish, isn't it? It's fucking no. shit. No, 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 it's it isn't. No, it, no, is. it isn't. No, it's it a great. Is. No, it isn't. No, it, it is. is a great. No, it isn't. <laughs> it is a great. I watched this with my girlfriend the other week, and she was like, "It's not aged very well, this film, it's but not. it's still brilliant." She's like, "It's still just like such a great snapshot of like." that like of the ridiculous 80s it's such a she's like it's such a brilliant snapshot of that period and it's so over the top and it's so it's so funny as well it's fucking funny i I can't believe my brother the goddamn the goddamn blood sucking 
Oh. Vampire. Wait till they tell mom. It's like, that is fucking yeah. a great joke. It's I a mean, great film. The tone's all over the place. One moment it felt like that it was a, like, a truly quite gruesome horror film. And the next it was like Home Alone. Like, it's just, it's just, it's all yeah. over the place. It's, it doesn't work. It's all over the place. It does t- work. <laughs> the, the best bit about that film is the grandfather by a fucking mile. He is yeah, hilarious. He's brilliant. He's that, brilliant. That final line he has where he's like, um, the, problem, the of- problem with living in wherever they live is all the goddamn vampires. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that is brilliant. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland was very, is the only person who can act in it. I quite like Star as well, but not for her acting ability. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. She's uh, a bit of a crush of mine as a young boy. Oh, yes. It's just a crush her, of her, so her, and, her and the one from, um, uh, well, Kim Cattrall in Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, lovely mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. She, Love, lovely you know. stuff. I, I was mean, a Jennifer if, Connelly. If you were fit in the 80s, if you were fit in the 80s, <laughs> you'd have to, you were really fit. <laughs> because most people look like shit, let's be honest. <laughs> That's... You gotta be really fit well, to my... look fit in the eighties in two thousand twenty. My first crush was Jennifer Connolly in Labyrinth. So you know, oh mate, she's like fourteen in that. Uh, no, she plays fourteen-year-old. My first crush, I-, I was fucking eight. I'm not saying I, like I was very, very young. All right, no, mm. no, don't, no, don't do <laughs> well, that. Don't slag off the Lost Boys. Don't <laughs> slag off the Lost Boys. I mean, mate, it's, this I'm is sorry. my revenge on. This is my revenge for the New Radicals for you. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> you. You stitched up the I'm New Radicals. I'm sorry, man. I just didn't think it was very good. I think it's a, it's a, it's a. It's a nostalgia fest at best. And, you know, there are some wonderful films from the 80s that still hold up. Gremlins, Back to the Future, all the Indiana Joneses from the 80s, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I don't think The Lost Boys is one of them. I'm sorry. Well, there you go. Renfrey leads a joyless existence, everyone. <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm going to stick core, to as, three colours reds. <laughs> yeah, as if that wasn't enough of it. I mean, we haven't even spoken about... <laughs> any kind of music yet and you've already burnt Corey Feldman to fuck no I think Corey um, Feldman was fine in it I mean, I don't know why he was doing that really low voice thing in it his voice gets kids, lower and lower and lower with every scene yeah, I'll tell you why that is mm. why I interpret that is because kids who are trying to look hard mm. put on voice of a hard person so you're saying he's actually a genius actor well I'm saying he's made that choice mm. as an actor I look I ain't got no beef he makes Feldman. no I, you know, I, I, I think he's a great presence. Stand by Me is one of my favourite films of the eighties. I think Stand by Me is genuinely a classic and yes. stands up even it's today. It's a slightly different film to the it's, like it's, Lost Boys. It's in, a very in every different way, film. It? It's a very yes. different film, but it's from the eighties and it stars Corey Feldman. And those are the things that we're talking about. So that's why I bring it up. Yeah, fair <laughs> you enough. You brought up the um, fucking Three Colors trilogy. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, if you watched a movie in the eighties, Corey Feldman was probably probably in, in one it. or two. Yeah. Um, so his success and his friendship with another young actor from the film we were just talking about uh, Corey Haim led to the two being dubbed the two Corys and they starred in a string of films together the main one being Licensed to Drive in 1988 that was sort of their big smash which is now that is fucking awful right okay. okay if you think Lost Boys is bad your your beard will fall out if you watch License to Drive. <laughs> well, it took me long enough to see Lost Boys, so I, I'll yeah. try and get round to License to Drive in 2025 I'll, or something. You don't need to. You you do not need to watch License to okay. Drive. Um, so that was the sort of the the 
the glory period of, uh, of Feldman's career, um, which started to kind of deteriorate a bit in the 90s. He started the 90s by voicing Donatello in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action film, which is actually quite good. about that. Yeah, you're mm. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad, that. Um, but kind of drug, pro- drug problems... Um, stunted his progression as an actor he actually released his debut solo album love left in 1992 oh right uh, before starring in a bunch of tv shows and straight to video movies across the decade in 2002 he released his second solo album which was titled former child actor although he actually did put a band together this is where it all gets a bit confusing because he had a band called truth movement which is called cory Ta- uh, cory taylor um cory um uh, a, a few future, broken, record, future broken records broken records cory taylor yes yes um <laughs> Corey Feldman's Truth Movement put an album out in mm. 1999. Mm. Um, in the mid-90s, Feldman teamed up with Corey Haim once again and they starred in the reality TV show The Two Corys in the mid-noughties. Lasted for two seasons, ended in 2008, which was two years before the death of Haim in 2010. He started doing a lot of the old reality TV and talent show rounds in the next few years, mm. Dancing on Ice. So did he do Dancing on Ice? Oh, he did do Dancing on Ice. In America, um, surely. No, on ITV. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. He also spoke of his friendship um, a lot over the years with Michael Jackson. Mm. He publicly defended him from any of the allegations uh, over with him over the years. And he's actually been very, very consistent with that. He's done a concert with Truth Movement after his death um, prior to the release of their 2010 album, Technology Analogy, <laughs> which, I haven't heard, which I haven't heard. Um also, throughout the years, he's spoken about the abuse that he suffered at the hands of his father's assistant. It's kind of a, a pretty sad story for Corey Feldman when you do when you do kind of um, weigh a lot of these things up. But we are really here to talk about his music. Um, I think that is worth pointing out, though, because like what I would like to go into this, just saying, just very very quickly, because when we're, we're uh, um, well, look, we're, there are some things that we're not going to say. There's some things that we're going to say which aren't very nice about the music. Uh, here but Corey Feldman we've discussed some people in this um, section of the show who have been fucking cunts like some of the most reprehensible evil shits of all time Corey Feldman to be super clear is not one of those people if anything Corey Feldman is a victim Um, and Mm. I'd like to make it super super clear before we start any of this Whilst, yeah, I know there's some dodgy bits and pieces, but I think I think mm. or I think the dodgy bits and pieces are very likely a result of a, a very heinous life that he has lived. And I think the dodgy bits and pieces that we're going to talk about are nowhere near as bad as some of the awful no, shit no. that we talked about in the past. So I just I, I agree. Bit. I was going to kind of say that to the end. Okay. I was just yeah, yeah, sort of yeah. preface we don't have to talk it about it now. Like, I just wanted yeah, yeah. to I just wanted to make that clear before we started talking about it at all because I think that's important to say. Uh, in early 2016, Feldman asked his fans to fund the album on the site Indiegogo with a goal to hit of $105,000 to make the record. Mm. Uh, it ended up raising $14,982. It's a lot of money. Uh, feels like a lot of money in both cases, to be in honest. In both cases. I mean, to be fair, these <laughs> yeah. days, you know, we sort of said this before, but imagine what 
you know, a, like a, a Jamie Lemon or a, or a Palm Reader could do with that kind of, I'm not even imagine what they could do with $105,000, even $15,000. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot of money I mean, these days. You do think, did you really need 105 grand <laughs> to make this record? And then you hear it and you go, you probably needed a hell of a lot more than that. You needed probably more money than Guns N' Roses needed to make Chinese democracy. <laughs> well, well, I suppose that's the first thing to say, isn't it? This record sounds cheap. It does, yeah. It sounds like um, at least half of it. Have we mentioned it's a double album yet? No, because at this point it hasn't been made yet. They're yeah, still trying to fundraise it. Apologies, apologies. Okay. Um, it uh, did get made. It, yeah. it got made, as you say, it is a double album. Um, he roped in some guests, including Fred Durst, making his third appearance on Broken Records, <laughs> and joint record holder, Snop Doog. <laughs> Snop Doog is back. He's back. His, he's actually, unbelievably, Snop Doog is not even in the pot at all for Broken <laughs> Records. But yet he still keeps popping up. Hello. I'm willing to lend my talents well, more like, to your... Hello, <laughs> I'm willing to lend my talents. Yeah. Um, anyway, reviews are pretty fucking thin on the ground. To be fair, uh, it's not really do, do been you mean, reviewed. Do you mean that there were reviewers who didn't want to listen to all 94 minutes and 41 seconds of this album? That's a surprise. It would, it would appear so. It doesn't <laughs> seem to have been reviewed by the NME or by uh, Rolling Stone or by any of the big places at all. Um, yeah, uh, there was, I mean, one of one of the big places to get your music reviews these days is Anthony Fantano's Needle Drop mm. YouTube channel, uh, who did give it an infamous not good on his channel and a 50 minute rant that started with this is the worst album of the year an album that i think will maybe go down as the worst album of the decade an album that quite frankly will break the records of badness if there are such things um sputnik music dance floor has he no he hasn't um sputnik music gave it one out of five the review summary said kind of like witnessing a car crash from afar only to find out you're actually the victim um oh, that's actually quite good yeah um uh, and it ended by saying what can be faulted though is the most inexcusable poorly performed ill-conceived sloppily packaged anti-structure mistake i have ever had the misfortune of listening to 10 years in the making i'm sorry Corey, but you've lost your damn mind um that's another key thing isn't it 10 years in the making 10 years music related <sighs> junk.com gave it one star saying Everyone just sat back and let this abomination happen. They withheld the truth from Corey, which is as good as lying. Isn't that Corey's number one principle, that he hates liars? Isn't that the lyrical premise of bad people? Quote from the lyrics, they're evil, deceitful. Isn't that the lyrical premise of most of these songs? And yet these bastards still didn't have the courtesy to tell Corey the truth, that he doesn't have an iota of musical talent, making him believe that these songs were actually listenable. They smiled and laughed and nodded supportingly as he played back recordings of himself wailing over electronica that wouldn't have been cool in 1999. Was it all a joke to them, a laugh at Corey's expense? That actually sounds like they're being quite sort of nice to Corey. I think Feldman that's I think that's really astute. I think that's really astute. Mm. I'm just super quickly just to button there. Um I mean from I I actually found um his crowdfunder um and um <laughs> he he was, you know, he you have to write a blurb for your crowdfunder to explain why you're doing it and stuff like that. And and Corey Feldman said I was never told the music stinks or I just don't hear it as typical turndowns from major labels go. 
No, instead, I got lots of weird excuses like the songs are catchy, but do you do you have to sing them or not bad for an actor? But we don't feel like you have the time to dedicate to a music career. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, if he was told those things, indeed, those people were being polite and they probably should. Uh, we, we, you and I make a kind of uh, uh, a big point of being honest and saying because in the long run if you're not honest with people and if you're not honest with your appraisal then you, you, you're just fucking them up long term i think mm. and and that does feel like because you know i'm sorry mr feldman but this music does this musically this it absolutely stinks i mean it's dreadful it's fucking yeah. awful objectively it's awful um, but that might have just been the critics, Renfrey. Uh, no, apparently well, not. Uh, it has 2,483 reviews on Rate Your Music. Fuck, that's One, a lot. 1,731 of them have awarded it half a star. <gasps> 353 have given it one star, which leaves about 400 other reviews. Now, most of them are two uh or two and a half three of them are three which is there are no fours no one's given it four and five mad people five mad people on this planet who exist on this planet have given this album the full five stars so out Fred of 2000 snop dog cory feldman cory feldman's mum and the ghost of cory hayne <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've sort of stopped doing um, we've sort of stopped doing titles for our shows now yeah. but if we didn't the ghost, <laughs> the of, ghost Corey of Corey Hayne, Hayne would be yeah, oh yeah. Um, so five people out of 2,483 people think this is a great record I mean that that is a staggering that is a staggering amount of people to really batter this record um, so let's get into it this album a 90 minute plus double album that seems to mix kind of posturing rap with camp 60s TV show references, liquid funk, thrash metal, and some kind of inspiring, elevating message. It is as mental as anything I think I have ever heard in my entire fucking life. It's diverse. Renfrey, it's diverse. What is this? Um... Let's go to Mr. Feldman once again. Um, there's something for everyone, Feldman tells the AP, explaining that the first half of the album is all dance music uh, and dedicated to his late friend Michael Jackson, whilst the second half is rock-based and dedicated to another late friend, Corey Haim. Um, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, <sighs> uh, <laughs> Oh God! I mean, I'm 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 really I'm out of my depth. I feel oh, like yeah. for the first time ever, I feel out of my depth talking about a record. I really do. Even the other day when we when we were talking about Tyler the Creator, and you were like, "Well, I don't really know much about Tyler the Creator, and I don't really know about this sort oh. of genre." And I was like, "Yeah, I've not listened to much." But I even I was like, "There's far more secure talk talking about Tyler the Creator than I feel about talking I mean, about this." I'm genuinely lost here. I mean, this does make Richard Ashcroft's United Nations sound come across like the Bill Callahan album. Like there is just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it makes it, richard ascroft seem down to earth it is it is it's mad <laughs> i mean look it's a as you said it's a concept album of sorts um 
uh, Corey, well, you say references to, to, to sort of 60s TV shows. It's predominantly references to Charlie's Angels. Mm. Uh, bit of Batman. But, oh, yes, there is a bit of Batman, isn't there? I forgot about Batman. Uh, uh, there's some relatively... We've certainly, certainly, certainly had far more troubling things on this segment of the show in the past, but there are some there are some interesting uh, skits um, involving yeah. T- telling the angels to go down and pleasure people. Basically, mm, mm. it's a bit weird. Very weird. Um, it does sound like Corey's just hired some sex workers and asked them to make cooing noises in all the right places for him, uh, which is fine, I suppose, if you so wish. I just hope he paid them well. Um, it, uh, it sounds cheap as fuck. Um, I mean, the first song, I suppose we should just start from the beginning, shouldn't we? Ascension Millennium uh, marks the horrifying crossroads between Venga Boys, Aqua and Michael Jackson. Uh, um, uh, I mean, so much, so much of this first half of this record, so much of it, I was just like, this is like Michael Jackson was in a really serious car crash and they just went, and they just went, can you still make a record? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can you still do the moonwalk, Michael? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like, it is still Michael Jackson, everyone. Don't worry, it is still Michael Jackson. It's just he can't really walk and his eyes are glazed over and he's just a bit like, you're right, Michael. Yeah, yeah, do the moonwalk. Yeah, do the moonwalk. You remember he did the moonwalk, Michael? Yeah, yeah. It's like, he's gone. He's he's not there anymore. He's definitely you know what I mean? gone. He's definitely gone. Um, there's, uh, there's a few great puns on this record. Um, there's a song... Um, the numeral, uh, what are you doing? Sorry, let's do that again. Four, you're talking about four bidden attraction. I absolutely am. Um, the mm-hmm. numeral four bid in attraction, forbidden attraction. Uh, it's a sexy song of sorts, isn't it, Steve? Or rather, a, I mean, an attempt, very much of sorts. <laughs> an attempt yeah. at a sexy song would be a more accurate descriptor. There's a filthy bass line that sounds like it's a horny wasp stuck in a jar. Uh, <laughs> it's just awful. It's so bad. Um, there's nods to Prince, I think, on Bad People. A uh, very mm. bad version of Prince. Um, I, I, a bit of a confession. I've been never... Oh, I've confessed this before. Mate, it's, it's, a nod, it's a nod to Prince in the same way that Harold Shipman is a nod to Florence Nightingale. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, duh. Duh is astonishingly duh. bad. Uh... <laughs> Another filthy bass line played on a Casio keyboard. There's a song on it called Lickety Splickety, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, and and I don't think he's talking about licking a lollipop either. I think he's no. talking about licketing a, a, a splickety. Willy. I don't think it's a willy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Fred Durst probably puts in the best performance of his entire career on this record i think uh especially when he's like corey what's happening um yeah. so I, I, I like it when fred durst goes he goes <laughs> corey f freddie d lb and then corey, corey Feldman goes no 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 not, not lb this isn't limbiscuit and he goes oh yeah i'll do it again <laughs> and I, make you seem cool no. it doesn't make you seem cool. i know you're doing it as like as a joke and it's a laugh and everything but it no. doesn't make it seem like you know what you're doing yeah um 
I'll do it again. Oh yeah, sorry, I'll do it again. <laughs> nah, nah, we've got it now. See you I later. do, I do actually think it's one of Fred Durst's best ever performances, though. Personally, <laughs> fucking hell. But there you go. Um, baby blue eyes uh, attempts to out methods of mayhem. Methods of mayhem. I think it's yeah. fucking dreadful. Uh, ne- negativity, sort of. I think he's trying to sound like Jonathan Davis, but he sort of comes across like mud vein cross with Republican. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I'm not afraid of you and you are not ashamed of me. It's like, well, if you're aiming at me, mate, I am pretty ashamed of you, yeah. to be perfectly yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, um, take a stand I really wanted to talk about. It sounds like a cross between Michael Jackson's Heal the World and Red Hot oh, Chili God, Peppers' yeah. Sir Psycho Sexy. And yes, it's as misguided as that sounds. <laughs> it's just yeah. awful. <laughs> I'm like, it might be my highlight of the record, but highlight of the record in a very room sense the room sense um but actually that led me to think there's a little bit i mean i'm not saying that i got anywhere near as uh, i got some enjoyment out of this record because of the whole it's so bad it's good thing not in the same way as dd king this record is three times as long as that dd king record and yeah. there isn't quite the same like dd king i just want to give dd king a hug I'm, I'm not able to do that unfortunately because he's passed away but but listening to the dd king record i just want to give dd ramon a hug you know uh, i i actually i do want to give Corey feldman a hug as well but i also want to pay for some counseling for him um yeah. at the same time i, don't, I think i wouldn't want to get too close to him mm. i would just from the, sort of the other side of the room i'd just go I hope you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. I mean, there are some things on here, like I wanted to bring up. Um, we Wanted Change, I think, is probably the hardest thing to listen to. That kind of lounge mm-hmm. jazz thing. But it sounds like a sort of lounge jazz thing if it was just drunk and stood on a ship that was rocking backwards and forwards <laughs> like they can't nothing's in time he cannot sing he cannot sing it's all no. over the fucking place you think oh this is just going to be an interlude because it's so different from everything else and then it's three minutes yeah. and then it, i said it I sounds mean, like actually... i said it sounds like a terrible tony bennett <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. michael boo michael buble if he was a, like a junkie that's what it sounds like isn't <laughs> yes. it Yes, and then he goes mad at the end mercy on my soul where he goes mad the kind of angel choir come in oh from nowhere God. from nowhere and he just yeah. keeps going come on now <laughs> keep me going now Ooh, uh, uh, um, like, the whole thing is, what are you doing um there is like there's a song there's a song in it called remember 222 which is about his friendship with Corey Haim which is quite actually like a really nice idea. Oh yeah, totally. And it's sort of interspersed with dialogue from their films. And there's a bit where he goes, we never took things serious and that made us mysterious. <laughs> like, did everyone go, oh, Corey Haim, he's so mysterious. No, he's like, we did it all. We lived most people's dreams. Or at least we had our stories. We were the two Corys. And you think like, it should be nice. And it is a nice sentiment. It's a lovely it's sentiment. Kind of, it's a lovely sentiment. But it's kind of, it is, but it's Poorly also- executed. It's just too rubbish to be a nice sentiment. I mean, if Corey Haim could feel it, if it sort of feels like an insult to Corey Haim, like, if that was me looking down, be like, that's your tribute to me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's what you think of me. That. That yeah. song, for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. I mean, and it's just so much of it. Like, he can't rap. He can't, I mean, we can't dance, which we'll talk about in a minute. Oh, he yeah. can't sing. He can't really scream. The rock stuff is just unbelievably Bad. cheap sounding. The guitars, Bad. like... I mean, it, 
you know, I feel like I could have played guitar on this record. It is rubbish. I mean, it's just this, this sort of the new metal vibes. I just, what are you doing? It's like, and I think it's like with actors, and you'll probably agree with me on this, because actors get to pretend they are things. Mm. I think sometimes their egos go, I can actually do yeah. all these things. Yeah. Like there's a story. Have I ever told you a story about Sylvester Stallone no. on Escape to Victory? No. The set of Escape to Victory. So, so, so. This is sort of what this album is like, I think, right? So Escape to Victory is the Sylvester Stallone film where he plays um, a prisoner of war uh, in and amongst a football team. So all of these footballers from the time are in it. Bobby Moore's in it. um, And Pele's in it. The greatest footballer of all time, time, right, is in it. And Sylvester Stallone plays the goalkeeper in the film. Now, Bearing in mind, Sylvester Stallone really is signed up just to be a name. He's not signed up because he can play football. And he, he's, he, you know, he, there's stories of him being like, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know the rules of football when he comes on set. I read a thing about, that, about this, the making of this film. And apparently Sylvester Stallone challenged Pele to a penalty shootout and was and bet him and went, I bet you five grand if oh, you I'll take 10 you. penalties. Oh, amazing. If, if I take 10 penalties, if you take 10 penalties against me, I'll save more than I let in. And you just think to yourself, you didn't even know this sport existed two months ago. Yeah. And you're going up to the guy who is, of all the people that have ever been born on this planet, ever... He's the best one that's ever done it ever, right? If which if fucking, even I know, like which even you know, even like, I know that, yeah. You you are not going to save Pele's. No. <laughs> if fucking if Lev Yashin and Dino Zoff and Gordon Banks aren't saving Pele's Pele's penalties, you are not going to have like oh I stood in near the goal for a month and pretended like I could save a penalty because it said it in the script. So I must in real life be able to save an actual penalty by the greatest footballer of all time. No, mate. You're just an actor. And Corey Feldman feels like someone's gone, you know, you're mates of Michael Jackson. You see him doing that dancing? Yeah, you could probably do that, couldn't you? Well, I've played someone in one of my films before who could. So yes, I definitely can. Well, and it's, we just, go on it's so the... unbelievably misguided. Um, shall we go on to the TV appearance? Yes, we probably should. I just watched this just before we started. Yes, I, I asked I that you watched I couldn't quite this. believe that <laughs> oh, I was watching. <laughs> Uh, you 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 take it away man i mean i i don't even know where to start with it frankly so um it's a performance of the song go for it which is the one that features uh snop dog the snop snop doog i do apologize i should pronounce snop his Doog. Name correctly. get his name right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um go on you take it away so it's Corey feldman and the angels um on mm. the today show mm. and it's basically four sort of <laughs> scantily clad young ladies mm. with instruments backing Corey Feldman in tight leather trousers, some sort of oh, he like, like he looks like Michael Jackson hoodie. He? Well yeah, he's sort of got he's got a hoodie on, but it's like a big sort of pixie hoodie, so yeah. it looks like a goblin. Yeah. And um yeah, and he kind of takes it off halfway through. And he starts doing this dance. Uh and he's but it's like <sighs> did you used to go to like the school disco and there'd be one <laughs> kid who would always think that he could dance like Michael Jackson. And actually all he could do is sort of walk backwards a bit and on his tiptoes. Yes. Um, 
He's doing that. Ki- he's doing that kid, isn't he? He's doing the popular kid at school. Yeah. Who can't dance, but because everyone, because he's good at football, and because he's like in the, he's got, he's getting an A in maths, and everyone yeah. thinks like he's the fucking the jock. Yeah. Uh, he, he 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 thinks he can dance, yeah. and he's doing these weird fucking like. I mean, I can't. I really genuinely can't explain his dance moves. It is it, like it, I think that's a very crap good Michael Jackson. He's crap yeah. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, a, a more kind of <laughs> it's, da- it's David Brent. It's that it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. what it is. It's the yeah. Ricky Gervais dance, basically. Yeah. A more universal. Ver- I mean, drunk dad at a wedding would be a more universal kind of. Well, I think your description is more accurate. Uh. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 bad. Very very bad. It's really bad. And apparently it went vinyl. Uh, vinyl. Um, yeah, it was released on vinyl. Uh, that I, don't, dance. I think sadly, I don't <laughs> think this album was released on vinyl. It's available on CD for $30 from uh, Corey's own website, but I don't think it's got yeah. a vinyl release. And good car boot sales everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and some um, bad ones too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it went viral that that um, that dance um, that he did apparently, and I'm not really surprised because it is pretty funny. Um, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, it's it's. I I don't I don't know how we even begin to start knowing where to put this. It's such a. Mm. It's such a. It's such a bizarre record i mean just for, before we go into it just for a bit of aftermath um after the record uh, came out feldman created um a 360 degree management development and product entity known as Corey's angels which is there to help girls who were kind of lost and needed to help find their way um so he did that and this year he released a movie which he was trying to raise 10 million dollars to finance uh called my story the rape of two Corys," which was about his relationship with haim and features some claims that he and haim were abused in their early years actually features some stories regarding the entirety of hollywood being this kind of mass pedophile orgy um charlie sheen is one of the people in it who comes off particularly badly so i'm told um shortly after the premiere of that film former members of Corey's angels who were the musical backing band that i was talking about um and part of the um the girls who had lost their way uh started speaking up about the my truth fundraising tour so he took the band out to raise funds for this um and one by one, they started detailing psychological, physical, and emotional abuse that each of them experienced while working Feldman, uh, working with Feldman. Um, uh, one of them said, everything from the excessive drug use to sexual harassment and the abuse that we had to endure and witness, but there was a lot of other issues, human rights issues, workers' rights issues, women's rights issues that were violated as a result of working for him. Um, after the release of the film, Feldman claimed he was in danger and left the country. Cool um yeah, yeah so yeah. <laughs> like fucking hell what a mess he has been he's... dramatically fucked up yeah. and yeah that's and, and you know if he's done something illegal or whatever or he's done something abusive then you know sorry dude you did the thing of course of course um, that that sort of behavior though if if you're a victim of that kind of behavior um it's patterns gonna, it's repeating. Gonna, it, it's patterns repeating, and it's, it's gonna fuck you up. That, that is, look, that is, I'm, uh, it's tricky. I really don't want to come across as if I'm sounding like, oh, what he did was fine because it doesn't. I, it's, it, it is 
there is not a definitive we don't really know exactly what happened there there are accusations and so on and so forth uh it's not super clear i mean the headline for this hollywood reporter article uh hollywood reporter article is uh cory feldman explains cory's angels they don't have to sleep with me um and it is you know they have done that thing of picking out a headline which is a bit more salacious and so on and so forth but i mean i'm not going to read the whole thing here in fact I'm, i don't think i'm going to read any of it because i think you do need to read the whole thing to get any kind of context whatsoever um but it, <laughs> obviously the purpose of this article was to clear it up and i don't think i, th I think he kind of makes it even less clear i think the article makes it even less it's a, clear it's a bit like when martin Bashir uh interviewed michael jackson and he was like yeah. well you do you know it's not good to have young children sleeping in your bed is it and he went no it's fine and it's yeah. like oh, mate yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're really yeah, not yeah, yeah. you're really not helping yourself out here you're really not helping yourself out um but you know like you like you rightly said i think if you uh, hollywood and fame and all that stuff is a proper horrible can be a nasty this you know crushing place for a young person and oh as it as it clearly was for Corey feldman he went through some yeah. fucking horrible abusive shit and mm. you know i don't think that's an excuse if he did those things i don't even want to get into that at the moment because we because we because it's no. really not clear but um fuck me he's had a hard life you know so you yeah know. and you can kind of tell from the, i mean this record almost as a snapshot into somebody's mind, you are like, this is, you know, balancing out like being treated terribly with the kind of the, the hero worship and star power that you get from doing this. It's such a weird, it must do such weird, what well, it has done such weird things to people and it continues to do that. And this record is almost like, it is a walking, don't, I mean that that thing. Like, don't do drugs, kids. This is a walking. Don't be an actor, kids. Mm. Um, this record, it's it's pretty fucked up. It's also, I mean, we've been laughing at it because it is ludicrous. And with that context taken away, I mean, look, this album sucks. Kind of in the same way you mentioned D.D. King, and you're right. Like D.D. King just did something that's rubbish and awful because he just didn't know any better. But I do actually think that in the main the intentions for why Feldman did this, it comes off as somebody who is trying to bring positivity into the world. And after the sewer that we've been trudging through over the last few years, he has ideas, too many fucking ideas, if you're honest. Mm -hmm. And he has a passion for the thing that he's done much like DD King, as you mentioned. Um, and it is a record about positivity. Yeah. So in that respect, um, I don't, he definitely doesn't come off as badly as some of the people that we've been speaking about over the last few weeks. Having said that, having said that, it musically, is, the, it, it, it is musically, objectively, one of the worst records we've covered. Yeah. Uh, which is why it makes it really, really difficult. Um, like, you know, like we have talked about Yogan, uh, Mr. Quigg and uh the way that that record is objectively bad you know it was clearly mm. um i mean it's not it's not jorgen's fault poor owen but um uh, 
not no money was thrown at it because someone was just trying to make as much money off for him as possible and it didn't work in that particular case but you know <clears throat> that's an objectively bad sounding record this is an objectively bad sounding record as well i suppose mm -hmm. you could argue it's not as bad as the og and quick thing because Corey Feldman was doing this to himself rather than some nasty. I mean, it was, uh, was it Simon Cowell in Eogan's case? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it would have been Simon um, Cowell, yeah. You know, just trying to get as much <clears throat> money off of this kid as possible. Um, and I, 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 and there are things that it, on, it are dodgy on it. I mean, I do think that, you know, Charlie's Angels skits things, whilst they're not, we've, we've discussed you know, not very nice term here, but we've discussed rapey lyrics on this portion of the show quite a lot. There's nothing on here which is like rapey lyrics, but there is quite a few things on here which are very, 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 very misjudged. Yeah, uh, I think that's quite a good way of putting it. Mm. I mean, there's not, I don't find anything on here offensive. I no. mean, in the same way as I don't find, you know, if, if an old episode of, like if an old carry-on film comes on, yes. you'd look at that and you'd go, this isn't funny and it's probably not what I want to be watching yes. but I don't get offended by it I just go ah oh, go away Do you know I don't I mean? yeah I don't think I don't think there's any I don't think I don't really think there is anything to get offended about with this record I, no. I mean part of the objectively awful music but um no I don't I don't think there is anything from that point of view but it is bad. so that's good yeah well that's good. really bad but do you know what I am I'm looking at the list and it a part of me pain a part of I'm a bit pained to put it, you know, above stuff that does genuinely have, you know, more rapey lyrics. But, you know, musically, Theory of a Dead Man looks like tall compared to this, for example. Do you know what I mean? So I'm thinking I'm wondering if it should go between Yogin and Richard Ashcroft. Is that too unfair? That would be the sixth place. I mean, it is 95 minutes long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I actually, I mean, musically speaking, <laughs> it's Could probably worse. <laughs> it's worse than Methods. Of, well, hold on. Broken. Uh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think Methods, I think it's, I think Methods of Mayhem musically is better than this. I actually agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I'm um, trying to be not because I, I actually, despite everything, despite everything and all the like slightly dodgy stuff later on and stuff like that, I do actually feel sorry for Corey Feldman because, you know, just read up about the, the, the read up about the stuff that happened to him in his childhood. And like, I absolutely feel sorry for him, you know, regardless yeah. of what's happened later on. Um, mm. uh so that's why I'm trying to be a bit kinder to it. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that's yeah. the right way to approach it or not. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I yeah, like it's so fucking mental. I mean, I I was thinking there's Blood on the Dance Floor, Methods of Mayhem, Uncle Cracker, Broken Side of the top four. I think Corey would be a decent fifth place. I mean, I genuinely think Towers of London is better than this. Uh, and all the, all the Towers of London are fucking horrible. I mean... This is just, just, just a, a whole new level of ineptness, mm. and musically, like you say, it could be far lower down. So, uh, musically, I think I'm being very kind by putting it fifth, and that is where I would put it in between Blood on the Dance Floor and Towers of London. Blood on the Broken Side. No, Blood on the Dance Floor. I thought Blood on the Dance Floor was London. number one. No, Broken Side are number one. 
Fucking hell, you can't even tell the difference between those two shit bands. Well, I can't, no. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of, mate, don't worry. <laughs> uh, yeah, go on, let's put it there. Yeah, I think so. Because um, it is, like you say, it is retro, retrograde bad. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, it is like fucking steroid level bad you know what i mean it is yeah. like bad on steroids it is like a suit it is like the superhero of bad music although weirdly i mean i would i wouldn't wish anyone sit down we didn't even talk about the fucking working class hero cover i've just realized no, yeah i know the, the last song is a cover of working class hero by john lennon it's appalling yeah right, i mean I, I couldn't even get through that to be honest i had oh, to, right. i listened to the first half of it and i was like no i can't I'm done. It's I'm appalling. done now. Appalling. Um, yeah, it is appalling. Yeah, I would never suggest that anyone actually listen to this record the whole way through. Weirdly, I kind of almost would suggest someone listen to the odd track just to understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, do you know what? I reckon people should listen to uh, just a couple of tracks. Of the, I mean, listen, to, watch that today footage, if anything, probably. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, just to understand what objectively bad music is. I think it's a really interesting education in what bad music actually is. Um, and anyone who, for example, when oh, Fear Inoculum by Tool is a bad record, I would put this in front of them and then say, I'm sorry, what did you say about Fear Inoculum? This is bad music. You check yourself and uh, maybe understand. Like, I mean, it's been an education for us as well, I think, in a way. Yeah, I, I, there's actually there's, there were a few people chatting about this segment of the show. And some of you really love it. I can understand that. And some of you are like, you know what? I don't want to hear you moaning about records all the time. Uh, this is not meant to be us moaning about records. I'm really glad that I got a chance to listen to this album because yeah. there are certain records on here that actually I don't think are very, uh, uh, are very bad at all. You know, Lulu and Lauren Hill, I think are good, actually pretty decent records for the most part. Self-Portrait's pretty good. And then you get shit like Dee Dee King, which I think is all right. And Shatner, which, you know, I'm happy to listen to stuff like yeah. the primitive, you know, the, the Transform Man by by Shatner or yeah. the Dee Dee yeah. King album. And this is one of those ones where you go, my God, I don't think I've ever heard anything like this before. Definitely. And it is, it is rubbish and totally misguided, but it's absolutely, Fascinating. definitely... Yeah, it's a completely fascinating record. And mm. I'm really like, I'd always seen it and gone, oh, you know, I wonder what that's like because, mm. you know, it is it is really fucking infamous. Mm. But there you go. Angelic to the Core by Corey Feldman. I'm just picking one out of the hat now. I'll just give it its uh, full title. Angelic to the Core, Angelic Funkadelic slash Angelic Rockadelic. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, this will be a good one. I saw someone, this actually is funny because I saw someone um, a few weeks ago posted a thing where they said, we're talking about bands who have got no bad albums and they said Van Halen. Well, I hope that person uh, is listening because next week we're going to be talking about Van Halen 3. Ah, uh, okay. Excellent. Excellent lunacy from Corey Feldman there. Um, uh, kind of a sad, it's, it's kind of a, tinged with a bit of sadness tinge with a bit of wrongness but musically the album itself is just fucking mad i can't even it's just a just a just a bizarre just a bizarre record such it, a bizarre record it's absolutely bonkers and i pretty much guarantee you you have never heard anything like it yeah absolutely um episode 27 is available for you to go and listen to now uh that's us talking about three via van halen yeah. and um 
we are always every Friday over there on Riot Act, where we talk about the best music in the world of alternative things. Me, me, mainly music um and go to patreon.com forward slash right act podcast that's where you can sign up for exclusive content we'll see you next time where we'll be talking about van halen thank you <laughs>